And so I would play that with Scar on top of the mantle and Mufasa hanging off of the fireplace mantle. (laughs) And I'd be like, long live the king. And I would let the thing go and crash smack down to the floor. And I was like, oh, that wasn't good enough. (laughs) In a world where two siblings create epic productions of monumental proportions. Wait, what is this, Hollywood? No, this is Hillywood. Oh, sorry. Please welcome the creators of The Hillywood Show and your hosts, Hilly and Hannah Hindi, as they discuss Hillywood and beyond. This is Beyond Hillywood. All right, give us a countdown. Wait, wait, wait. Do I have a little stick on my teeth? No. Okay. Welcome back, fam, to another episode of Beyond Hillywood podcast. Yeah. And again... Hannah, why don't you uh, give a little shout out? Thank you so much to Roy RC for the amazing voiceover that we have at the beginning. It just makes our podcast sound all the more epic. Yes. Because, <laughs> again, like I said, we cannot do voices like that. No. I don't think my voice could ever go that low. I can yours? do a pretty good Batman. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So today the topic is all about fandoms and our Favorite fandoms. Yes. So I think we should just start off right away. All right. We're let's, gonna let's start from when kick we were that ball. For when we were the wee, wee little ones. Wee little ones. Wee little ones. So I think my first favorite fandom was Batman, the old television show of Batman. And I used to sit and watch with my dad, and that was my obsession. I had Batman same t-shirts. Bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. channel. Will Batman and Robin be No, how's it go? Batman! Pow! Black! Shazam! Those were good. Those were good sound effects. Batman! Yeah. And I used to like when I would... The little the phone would spin. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I watched Batman, and I had the toys. I had a Batmobile. I had the T-shirts, and then I was into the Flash for Mm -hmm. a little while. Yeah, you had your Flash phase. But that was me on my own because you were too little at that point. So I was in the Batman phase, sadly, by myself playing. And then as we got older, we kind of have really been picky and choosy Mm -hmm. with our fandoms. It's not like everything is our favorite Mm -hmm. when it was a new video that had come out. or I mean, not a video, but a cartoon or a show. Um, We were, well— Oh, my God. I was obsessed. I don't even know if it was a fandom then, but I was obsessed, and this is going to make me sound really old, Uh with the monsters. Oh, yeah. And if you had TV, oh, yeah, John. (laughs) Our guy in the booth, John, is giving me a fist pump. The monsters was on TV land. And it was about a family of monsters who didn't know they were monsters, and so. But everybody else was sadly uglier than them. Yeah, all they the thought they were the people. superior. And every episode, you'd go into town, and the normal people would faint in fright. Yes, and that theme song is. Okay, copyright. We're going to get copyright. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my 
God. You I loved freaking, that for a very long time. Yes, and my grandma would record it on VHS for me so VHS that I didn't kids. ever miss an episode. And you could rewind it and watch it again. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, like... <laughs> For me specifically, I mean, I was only four, and I was obsessed with TV like that. Like, that's a bit odd. Yeah, it was kind of like old shows, like Batman, The Munsters. Yeah. Um, And then, then, was it, okay, we we (laughs) were the Captain Fandom Queens of The Lion King. The Lion King was a huge Huge. part of our life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we had... No, no, no. Okay, wait. We have to start. We have to say what we had. We had the cassette tape of the soundtrack. Uh Uh-huh. Cassette tape. And we would listen to it and play with our Lion King toys. And sing along. And just recreate it. And act it out. And act it out Mm -hmm. with our toys. We had... We had a tent. A Lion King tent. Lion King tent. We had Lion King wall stickers that were huge. We had a Lion King comforter. We had a Lion King... uh, Shoes. Shoes and Matching shoes. I had the entire collection from McDonald's. We had gone to McDonald's so much for the toys that we had, like, three of the same Simbas. We had, like, three Nala's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the three of the same toys. Yeah. We then put all of our Lion King toys in a Lion King duffel bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> how did you? Oh, It was my. a green. How do you remember that? And it was that? Simba on his side. Yeah, and he was laying down. Yeah, and it was oh a green duffel God. bag. And we would take him to Yaya's house, Aww. and we'd play at her house, and we would, we'd have the little soundtrack. Yeah, no, it was it was obsession, like absolute obsession. Mm-hmm. And but why was it a, a? Oh my god, why was it an obsession? And it's because I entered a contest when the oh movie. Oh my god, here we go again <laughs> with the contest. When the movie was being created, <laughs> they had a contest asking for kids to color a photo. And what was it? Was it from? It me? was just no. The, but who was the people who put out the contest? I, was it a mail-in? Was it like Sonic Burger or something? No, that wasn't. That was another contest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> no, this one I think was actually a mail-in from Disney. It was. And something. they were asking kids to color in a photo. It was just like a coloring book. And sheet. both both me and her entered. I of course lost. And I've the, never won a contest and in my life. this before trailers were really a thing, and I had never seen a trailer, but I colored Scar dark orange just because. <laughs> and apparently I think that made me a winner because I won, and they gave me like eight tickets to go see the movie. But I remember I didn't enjoy it because we were right at the front of the theater, mm-hmm. and I was so little and so small, and Simba was so huge, like I couldn't even see the scene. And I... I do recall that I didn't really enjoy it the first time around. I just remember the theater was packed. Packed. Like tons of children everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how, but that's why the obsession started was, oh my God, you won. And I have the photo of me holding the tickets and I'm like in like. You do? Yeah, I'm wearing Dalmatian shorts though. We Dalmatians. Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians was also a big thing in the Hindi household. Yes. We loved the cartoon 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. We had uh, more than anything with 101 Dalmatians. We had a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. It was like shorts and shirts and like pajamas <laughs> and onesies that had like dog And then ears. we had, no, then we <laughs> had the um, McDonald's, oh my God, the Disneyland Dalmatian hat. Dalmatian hats. With the, with, it had like a snoz on it the front. It had like a nose on the brim of the hat <laughs> yeah, and like these the ears. big ears. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah that, was a, that was a big to-do. Another big to-do. Oh, we had a Simba backpack. Don't forget about the backpack. Oh, we had everything 
Lion King, everything. But it was not like a backpack with Simba. It was an actual lion cub, like the the Yoda backpacks. Yeah, it was like such, it, it was, was little on. Simba. It was little Simba. It was so cute. Um, but we would rewatch that cassette tape. I'm, I don't know how it didn't tear one of these days. <laughs> we watched it over and over and over and over and over again. And you would play with your toys. Remember your story of— Yeah, I, w- I would play <laughs> dramatically with my toys on my mantle fireplace— and it, I would always get to the scene where Mufasa and Scar. <laughs> wow, it's really hard to remember their names. And we're not talking about it all the time. Mufasa and Scar have their their dramatic moment of "Long live the king!" Yeah. And he lets go, <laughs> and Mufasa no! falls. And so I would play that with. Scar on top of the mantle and Mufasa hanging off of the fireplace mantle. <laughs> and I'd be like, long live the king. And I would let the thing go and crash smack down to the floor. And I was like, oh, that wasn't good enough. So I, I'd, <laughs> I'd pick up Mufasa again. I would of do course it. not. Sean, do you see where the filmmaking comes in? That was not good enough. Let me do it 30 times. So I would put him back and I would do it again. Long live the king. Uh, not good enough. Dang it. That could have been. <laughs> and I would do it over and over because I think I, in a sense, Twisted Child, I, I like enjoyed that dramatic moment. I know. When people and it hate was like, that, Hilly likes me, the drama. It was like, for me, dramatic and emotional and, oh, it makes everybody sad. And I don't know why. Like, those were moments when I would play the story of the Lion King that I would really spend time on. Because then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be king. Woohoo, da, da, da. And then the end fight. Like, <laughs> that was me. It was just like, get past all the... The boring stuff. Let's get into the battle <laughs> and the drama. Uh, and yeah, I used to play like that and do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding a yes. little bit to our tweens and teens, oh. we were obsessed. And I don't know if um, our viewers who are listening or our YouTubers who are watching know this. And I know it's going to take you by surprise of uh, mentioning it because I didn't. We didn't talk about that. We were okay. going to mention this. Okay. We okay. Number one, we grew up in a Christian household. We still are Christians. We were hugely into Carmen. Oh, yes. Carmen was a Christian artist, and he was, I want to say, the first cool Christian artist who started rapping and singing about Jesus, and he took the world by storm. I kid you not. Kid you not. (laughs) Kid you not. I kid you not. (laughs) I kid you not. Let's make that a shirt. Kid you not. I kid you not. Carmen was everywhere on every Christian radio station. He would pack out the Thomas and Mac he in pack, Vegas. And the thing about Carmen that was cool, his tickets were for free. Yes. He would never charge. He would say, if anything, go buy my CD, and then that will go back into uh, Helping my, my show. doing the next record. Kind basically. of like Hollywood. Yeah. All he would put his money into was putting the concerts and records. Um, but he wanted it for free so that anybody, homeless people, Strangers could come in and honestly feel that that uh, what, what what's it called the is it revival what I'm trying yeah, to say uh-huh. that revival for Jesus and it was so cool because back then it was like viewed as Christianity is cool and it's not and it is like and it if wasn't you listen to some yeah, of his old stuff if you stuff don't know banging, it's man. so good <laughs> it's like so it wasn't good. like holy no holy. like it's not that it's like he would actually do. Um, Storytelling. Stories like the champion. And yeah. like that was a huge one about yeah. like it's a boxing ring between God and, and the Satan, devil. And yeah. Satan struck in vengeance. The blow of death fell Jesus. Like it's a whole boxing match. Yeah. Like so 
freaking creative. I know. But I think that influenced us a lot uh-huh. to like have that in our childhood of hearing the stories. Yes. And that he, it wasn't just about, you know, Jesus. It was stellar always. stellar music videos, yes, though. The music <laughs> videos. He had stellar music videos. And they, I, I can't explain. I mean, you'd have to Google Carmen and have to look up something like No Monsters or um, Sunday School Rock. Oh, Those yeah. Those were classics. But I think what was so cool about it is like one of his songs would say like I love Jesus I love Jesus you love Jesus you love Jesus we love Jesus we love Jesus how how about about yeah <laughs> and it was so dang cool and when, when you would hear the auditorium of people like screaming and yeah. almost in a sense fangirling over Jesus but not like weird but like being so proud to be well, a Christian just, yeah, and just make, enjoying yeah. it and making not it feel real yeah. and not like church like yeah, yeah and really I think cool. that's what what made his movement so strong and guys we were like I I okay okay story time <laughs> he just appeared in Vegas after many years Carmen has been battling with cancer he was is no longer in the music industry because I think there was some backlash within the Christian community he did a secular movie and a lot of Christians got upset about that, which that's what draws the line where me and Hannah believe, as in, you know, you don't, we don't agree with people like that who, <laughs> you know, say, oh, you can never do secular, you can never, and, you know, some Christians are like that, unfortunately. And for Carmen, that backlashed against him, and a lot of people didn't agree with his secular kind of way because he was just trying to reach out to more people which great that's awesome but people didn't agree and he kind of fell off the map for a bit Mm -hmm. and he has now battled with cancer but he was doing like a special appearance at a church (laughs) and he was going to talk about Jesus and I was like yes I'm there I want to go see Carmen again and he played his little songs with like a a metronome track Mm -hmm. and I was like the only one that was like (laughs) freaking out like 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 he was my childhood yeah I was so excited to sing those songs again and just be like 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 Christian rock kind uh, of yeah yeah and everyone's looking at me like who is this young girl like freaking out and then he had a meet and greet and I I didn't even care and because I'm not one to just be like hug everybody unless like you're really connected I feel you know very shy about that but I didn't care I ran up straight to Carmen and I gave him the <laughs> biggest hug and I was like I'm your biggest fan <laughs> And he was like, whoa, okay. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I need to tell you. <laughs> crazy eyes, you don't understand. Like, you were like my childhood. And I like saying you every day, and I watched all your videos. <laughs> all right, fast forwarding. Okay. Fast forwarding. We have to go fast. Okay. The one fandom to rule them all. Yes. Is the Lord of the Rings. Yes. The Lord of the Rings is our fandom and will always, always be our, be our fandom. fandom. Put it on my tombstone. Lord <laughs> of the Rings is the best trilogy in all time of all time. In of, all time. All, of all time. The yes. best books, the best movies, flat out, I will argue and that. And we have to say thank you to our uncle. Mm-hmm. Uncle Toby. Uncle Toby. <laughs> who said, oh, we, we want, I want to take you to go see this movie. We had no idea. We're like, Lord of the Rings, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even know there was a book. Hilly was like 11 years old. Yep. I was only 14. Yep. And we sat down and we watched the movie totally captivated by it. Had no idea. I'm like, why yes. does he have big feet? What's going on? And yes. my friend leaned over. Sean mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, is this where they go? This to is like that. the the Lone Mountain with the dragon. He was on the Hobbit, the Lone Mountain. That's what he called it. It's the Lonely Mountain. I know he called it the, the Lone, Lone Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, that's and what's we were like, about it. what? And I'm thinking like Vegas Lone Mountain. I was all like confused. <laughs> and then we were like, what? And then all of a sudden, it's like. We may yet, Mr. Frodo. We may, Sam. I'm glad you're with me. And they oh wow, what a good movie. Distance. And then it's like 
Credits. In the cold of... I'm like, what? What? Whoa. And my uncle's like, yeah, there's three movies. There's like two more movies. It's like a trilogy. And we, we were like you. so upset. We were so caught up in the story mm-hmm. that we were like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And from that moment on. From that moment on, it was like a ricochet. I was pulled back tight in my slingshot <laughs> and shot out into, I want to be a filmmaker uh, or an actress. Like, I was flying full force, 100 miles an hour. We would recreate, we recreated the Lord of the Rings on film, which maybe someday you guys would see. Um, it's absolutely it's terrible. horrible, but that's how crazy we were over the Lord of the Rings, that we loved it so much. And we had already been making movies and little sketches that it wasn't just like, hey, let's just do a spinoff. It was, I just want to do what they did because I just want to do it and be a hobbit. Like, it was, I just wanted to do it. And so literally, I think it took we three watched, years of our life. We watched the behind the scenes. We watched behind the to scenes. To see how they filmed. And Hilly said, I think we can do it too. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know why me being so dumb when, as an old bird sitting was like, yeah, we could do it too. Like, I don't I know, know if you got, what are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And like we literally three years of our life recreated the first film. Of Lord of the Rings. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The first film. And maybe someday we will show you, but it's absolutely horrendous and so hilarious at the same time because we were legit trying. Yeah, we thought we thought we did good. Mm -hmm. We thought our costumes were A's. We thought our makeup was the bomb.com. So for Hobbit hair, for example, we We didn't have wigs. So we would take our hair up in a ponytail up on top of our head and then pin it. And make the bangs and bobby pin it (laughs) so that we had Hobbit hair. We should do a Hobbit hair tutorial. Don't have a wig, don't we have a solution for you? (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Don't even have to spend money. And we would have the rubber band hole on top of our head. Yeah, and we'd have this (laughs) hole. Yeah, that's where the ponytail split and to then make all for, the hair come around. For Hobbit feet, I used um, dishwasher washing gloves, and I didn't care to paint them nude because, you know, Hobbits have yellow feet. <laughs> so I put these on our feet, and I cut toenails out of paper, and I glued toenails on. <laughs> on the fingers, and mind you. By would, the way, the—oh, the, oh. Oh, we, oh I stuffed the fingers with cotton balls so that the fingers weren't floppy. So the toes were like 10 inches long. Yeah, the toes were super <laughs> long. And I w- we would brush out our hairbrush and grossly pull the hair and grossly glue them with Elmore's glue to the top, the, of, the top of the glove thing. to make the sword sound effects. Uh, we yes, would, because we had we, battles and we didn't have an editing system back then. So we would, if there was music, we would have a stereo on like a, a boombox boom and we'd press play when they, they would say action, action. and as it, cut, we would stop it so stop that it. the so music we, could continue into the next scene. <laughs> and we would. When we'd have sword fighting, because we had wood swords, we would hit a spoon and a fork together off camera to go like ting, 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 (laughs) to try to sync it up. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. It's absolutely It is a nightmare. Okay, so going going into what, if you thought we were really crazy about Lord of the Rings then, wait until you see what's next in Hilly's chapter. So, again, AOL. Thanks, AOL. No, I'm not (laughs) sponsored by them, but you would think I was. AOL put out a contest for, um, I think it was 13 to 18, um, that if you entered a contest, you could win a chance to go to New Zealand on the red carpet to interview the cast of The Lord of the Rings for the Return of the King premiere. I about crapped my my pants. Crapped my (laughs) pants, more like. (laughs) And this this was my contest. I got this. I dressed up as Pippin in my yellow 
gloves mm-hmm. with my Pippin outfit that we've been filming with the, with the scarf that was like 12,000 miles long down <laughs> down to my crotch because no one knew how to cut a crocheted scarf. Um, and the the rules were you had to... You had to interview an inanimate object because they wanted to see how good your interview skills were. (laughs) So I didn't really know what to interview for a while, but then I decided, all right, I'm going to make it look like I'm on the red carpet and I want to interview Ian McKellen. So I ordered a half standy. Yeah, it was only like his like chest. From his chest. No, like upper chest up. Chest up of Gandalf. And I had my dad buy the biggest mushroom he could find at Vaughn's. Because that was your microphone. that was going to be Pippin's microphone. (laughs) Because Pippin is obsessed with mushrooms. Got to get it right, folks. So the video (laughs) starts with me standing on my mother's red dress. (laughs) (laughs) So that it looks like the red carpet. Was it like a silky, like, red dress? I think it was. It was um, velvet. So it was all bubbled. And you scan up to me, and I go, oh, hello. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, it was like the weirdest yeah, it accent. it was like a pirate accent. It was nothing to it. was not, not like Scottish. Scottish at all. It sounded like Mexican pirate. I was like, <laughs> oh, hello. We've got Ian McKellen, and there he is. And I, I beep-bopped over to him, and yeah. I did the little sequence. I mailed in the video. Kid you not, somehow this kid landed in top five. I don't know how. <laughs> I landed. The the voting went live on the internet. My poor dad, you know, he was so he was so sweet. He worked at an airport at the time as a police officer, and he would go around handing strangers print out photos that he got from like the Photoshop of like a picture of me saying, "Please vote for my daughter. Go to this website because the rules were you could only vote once." Which made the contest Fair. so much better because honestly, now with the voice and all these other whatever contest american <laughs> america's got talent it's just like a popularity contest of who can sit and hit their phone as many times as they want and that's not fair one person for their favorite that's all you get folks sorry that's my tea for today <laughs> and so i won <laughs> so yeah i just remember that i was i won we, we were we the contest had gone out yeah uh we were hoping hilly would win it was up against a couple other like five four other people and I remember the morning I was sleeping in my bed and they said you would get a call from this Ma- day. Manhattan, New York. You'd get a yeah. call this day to let you know if you had won or not. Yeah. So it wasn't like a call that you're like, oh my God. <gasps> okay, but okay, I'll what, let what, you continue. What, I'll what? let you continue. The night before, I opened my Bible. Oh, I remember. And this. in my little heart, I had so much faith back then. I mean, as you get older, your faith isn't as strong because life happens. And so you don't have <laughs> as much strong faith because you're like, eh. and you were um, 13. I was 13. And I, I pray and I go, Lord, give me a scripture about tomorrow if I'm going to either, you know, be disappointed, just, you know, comfort me, tell me what's going to, like, in a sense, happen tomorrow as a premonition. So I opened it and I think it was Isaiah 42. And it said something like, I had chose, I have chosen you, my faithful servant, and like you, something like in a sense, like you will rejoice. You this, will be like on mountaintops yeah, and soar on wings of eagles. And I was like, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> so like I ran down to my mom's room and was like, mom, I think I'm going to win. And my mom, you know, she's like, uh, well, let's talk <laughs> about faith and what it means. You know, like sometimes like Jesus isn't a genie. So you can't wish on Jesus. Like, you have to just pray. And maybe, you know, she was she didn't want to break my heart. 
Oh, and you had to get passports made, even though you didn't win. You had to go. Oh, get they pa- said you had to have a passport because if you win, you're oh, leaving in like three days. God, and my dad had and to pay like three hundred dollars to get our our passports expedited. Because we all said if Hilly wins, you ain't going without us. And I had <laughs> so much faith I was going to win that I was like, please, Papa, I'm going to win. And he went and got the passports. And you spent like three hundred dollars. Anyway, so the morning and of, you woke up. I was laying in my bed and I heard the phone ring. Yes, and I hear. My Hilly going, Manhattan, New York, Manhattan, because we had, like, caller ID. So we knew. I, I, and I remember I was sleeping. I went. Oh, my God. And, like, my eyes shot open because I was like, oh, they're calling. And it was early. Like it was, like, seven, seven something in uh-huh. the morning. And I hear, hello. Yes. Yeah, Hilly's here. Hold on. And I hear, hello. And, I, I, like, Hilly's voice is all tremory. And I hear, are you serious? I did. <laughs> she starts crying. I whipped off my covers. I flew in there with my hair like crazy in my pajamas. And I'm like, did you win? And like, Hilly's I was bawling. sobbing. And my mom's like, oh my gosh. She's like, yeah. My mom's like nodding. And I was like, ah! I mean, I like lost it because like I didn't get the prize. Unfortunately, I was 17 and you had to be 18 or older to go as a guardian yeah, on to the, the red, red carpet. carpet. And I was like, so she couldn't do it. So I couldn't <laughs> be there. But I knew I was going to New Zealand. I was so excited for yeah. you because I was like, oh, my God. Lord and, I, and that was a big to me. That's one of my God stories because I do feel like that night something was premonition and kind of told to me. So <laughs> Mom, I, was, I think I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, I was like on a high. Um, and then we went to New Zealand. We dressed like hobbits. We went on a tour. We took pictures. We recreated photos. We tried to recreate scenes <laughs> yeah. on the actual location. Yeah, with our video camera. And that was just so magical. I mean, it still feels like a dream. Like, mm-hmm. did that actually ever happen? And then when I was on the red carpet, they said, you're only going to interview maybe one or two stars. And I, people, rumor went around, like, this little 13-year-old from Las Vegas <laughs> is on the red carpet. She's a winner, and she's interviewing. And that prompted a lot of the publicity and – or so the pub the publicist to bring them to me. So because you were so young. Instead right. of one person, I met the entire cast, <laughs> including Peter Jackson, and I had no questions prepared. <laughs> so all the interview questions are so childlike and so cute. Like yeah. I asked, "How did you like your costume?" I asked uh, Vigo Mortensen, "So did you fall in love with your sword?" And, but I think I think it made them you know, very genuine with me, and they were all so kind. I went to the after party. We watched The Return of the King in Peter Jackson's theater with the president of Summit Entertainment, and that wasn't supposed to happen, but they thought I was super cute, and they're like, hey, you want to come along? And I was like, F yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then mom fell asleep during that screening because she was jet-lagged severely. (laughs) My mom fell asleep in the, like, the actual theater, like, the the moment. She was was head bopping, and my dad was, like, grabbing her by the hair, like, stop. Yeah, and it was, like, the part with Shelob. And it's, like, da-da-da-da-da. We're all, like, oh, my God. And there's my mom falling asleep in the chair. We're, like, mom, like, wake wake up. up. (laughs) Uh, And and Hannah was uh, in the crowd. She wasn't with me, which is heartbreaking. Oh, but I was with mom, and and we were, were, like, near it, but we weren't near the red carpet. We were, Mm -hmm. like, further out. And Mm -hmm. I saw on a big screen, they had big screens that people were filming. Filming, and they were showing the red carpet from a really high angle, helicopters. And at one point, I saw the back of your little bun. Oh, my God. Because Hillary wanted to wear a bun on the red That's carpet. That's all I wore back then, folks. Buns. Buns and braces. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hairy eyebrows. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and I saw the back of her bun, and you were talking to Billy Boyd. 
And I was my like, ba- yeah, my I got so excited. I go, Mom, she's talking to Billy Boyd. It's her favorite character. And we were like hugging oh, each I other. And we were so right happy. Now. Yeah, because we it were meant so, so much to me. I had no clue that you had met everyone because like the camera had caught yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And the only person I saw was Ian McKellen. And he saw this sad group of people that was like shunned from looking at the red carpet down yeah, the way. Yeah. And he leaned over and he moved everyone out of the way and he waved his little hat at us and took it off. And I was like, yeah, Gandalf. <laughs> like, I was freaking you out. <laughs> I was so excited. So, Oh, and I saw Peter Jackson's hair. Like, that's all I saw was the, the top of his hair because it's like, you know, really wavy and crazy. Oh, my God. And then funny story, though. Oh, I should. I don't know if I should tell it. What? I don't know because it's like I'm getting off topic. What's so off topic? Is it Lord of the Rings based? Yes, it's that from that day. Okay. When Because I got a second viewing of The Return of the King. Me and my dad went to a public theater with, like, press people. The first day was when we were with the president of Summit Entertainment, and that was super exclusive. I sat in, like, Vigo or no. Um, you Hugh, sat Hugo, Hugo Weaving, Weaving's chair. Hugh, Hugo Weaving, and you were in Liv Tyler's mm-hmm. chair. It was very strange, but very cool. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, we went to a theater, and we were watching it again, and it was on the scene where King Theoden dies. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings by now, I'm sorry. You're missing out. Eowyn, yeah, he, he's dying, and I'm sitting in the theater with my dad, and I go, and I feel, like, wet on my, <laughs> oh, yeah! on my, oh. on my, like, my butt. And I, and I sat there and I went, oh, my God, like, what's going on? And all I could think of was I – because it was cold in New Zealand. I had one of those, like, therapeutic heat wraps on my little back because back then I was, like, maybe, what, like, 80 pounds and, yeah. like, super thin. And that would keep me warm. And I go, maybe I'm sweating. <laughs> like, what's going on? And then you and thought, I go, oh. I go, I go, Papa. And I'm whispering. And he goes, what? Because, like, we're, it's, like, quiet in the theater. I go, I'm all wet. <laughs> And he goes, what? <laughs> he looked at me with a raised eyebrow and a strange expression. I go, like, I go, I'm soaked. Like, the seat is soaked. And then I started panicking going, you know, figures if I'm out here in New Zealand. Now my body's, like, deciding to slowly die or something. And now I'm just peeing myself. And I didn't feel it happen. And I, you know how your brain just spirals because you don't know what's going on. You're like, is it a health problem? Did I just pee my pants? Like, what's going on? And he he reached down and like tried to feel and it was soaked and he pulled up and looked at me with like a shocked face and he's like did you just pee and I was like no and like we basically figured out while people are kind of turning around now looking at us because we're making such a hullabaloo <laughs> that my water bottle was opened and it had fallen behind my chair and it had completely <laughs> soaked the chair and so I went to the after party with a soaked bottom half of my dress <laughs> so i remember that story uh-huh and uh yeah i mean Lord oh of the... and get this what you went took tons of pictures with <gasps> all the actors oh but this is such a damn i know but this is the story <laughs> so like every every person she got like a picture with everyone Everybody. like tall paul if you guys know who tall paul is by watching behind the scenes like I mean, just the deepest of the deep. Yeah. And uh, everybody pictures and Ian McKellen told you you have stars in your eyes tonight after you met him. Well, yeah, I, I met him. I saw him there and I, would, I was asking everyone for a photo. Photo. Everyone. And uh, after they were done eating, of course. Um, <laughs> and I, I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around. I go, can I get a picture? And he goes, oh, yes, of course. And he took a picture. And then after that, he spun around and he bent, stooped down towards me. He kind of squinted his eyes and he... He looked and he was staring at me and I'm just like, big smiles. 
And he, <laughs> and he goes, you know, you have stars in your eyes. And one day you'll be among them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, for, for those of you who aren't watching, again, if you're not watching this video, you're missing out on the expressions. But I was awe-inspired. And yeah. he, he straightened back up and he winked at me and he walked away. And I hope have that— carried that. <laughs> I hope that quote will just follow me wherever I go. Yeah. And we got home we got after home. our long trip and— and Everything. after everyone feels warm and fuzzy inside from this whole conversation, we then learned that our chip with all of our photos had snapped and we lost all the photos. But the memories live on. The memories are very and, vivid And that's now. why it's so important, yeah. I think, to even in today with mm-hmm. all of our phones and I got to get a picture. I got to post it to Instagram. It's like, yeah, take a picture, but then put it down. And if you Because it, you have to soak I want, up those I want to test out our listeners and our viewers, too. I want you to... In a sense, think of an event that you've been to, whether it be a concert or whatever, and yes, you have pictures, but realize now that you can only remember the event through your video or through your pictures, and Mm. think of an event that you weren't at that you didn't have your camera and how much more vivid those memories are. That is what I stand on, and that's what I've learned with the Lord of the Rings event, and I've never lost those after-party memories because now I have no visual cue to help. Mm -hmm. Now my brain is... It's like thoroughly relied on that saved disc in the back of my brain. <laughs> like never forget, never forget. And it forces you to be in the moment, not yeah. just see yourself and now you're viewing yourself. Yeah. We can oh, talk about yeah. the brain and how it works later because that is very fascinating. But that is why we are obsessed with the Lord of the Rings. Right. And yes. we're eventually we're going to be opening it up to some calls soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the phone lines work again. They worked last time. They worked last time. So we hope they work Kudos, again. Sean. Um, I remember another Lord of the Rings. See, guys, I'm sorry. It's We're one huge. fandom to rule them all. Yes. I can't help it. We sat down after seeing the first movie and read <gasps> the Lord of the Rings together. Oh, my God. And as we read it, though, <laughs> it wasn't. No, no. See, H- Hilly and Hannah are weird like this. We, we can would never sit do down. Simple. <laughs> and we, Hilly, we would read for like two to three hours. Yeah. And we'd sit there and we wouldn't open the book. And I'd be like, and then Frodo, blah, blah, blah. And that, it's like, no, 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 no. Hold on a minute. We're characters. We would act out verbally and vocally every character. So when it came to tree beard, yeah. we would literally read it that slow. And we had to be we had We had a voice for the narrator. Yeah. So we were like, and then the fellowship surpassed, past the mountains, and <laughs> we were across the heather skirt of the, you know, the yeah, all, those, all those weird <laughs> Tolkien, Tolkien, he'd call, like, the bottom of a hill the heather, and that, like, confused <laughs> us. We were like, what's the heather? <laughs> and so we were like, and then Legolas looked afar. And, and we would laugh, too, because we'd be so serious. Cause like, and then he came amongst the red the red. And it sounded no, we, like we'd be listening to an we audio recording. Like, finish it. We and couldn't pronounce some words. <laughs> but then we, like, as we carried on, it would say, and then Legolas stood and said, "They're taking the hobbits to Isengard." And then we would change our voice. Yes. Uh huh. So like, and we we had to we had pair. Des- yes, we had designated, <laughs> designated characters <laughs> for each other. We and would we, share the narrator though. Every other paragraph. Yeah, it would be was. a paragraph. <laughs> and then if I read a short one, you would flip the page and you go. Oh boy! <laughs> you would, you would sign up like two sentences, new paragraph, and it was like two pages of like the same paragraph, and I'd be like, and then, <laughs> I go, and then the fellowship went down this, the, you know, the steep ravine to the misty mountains, and blah blah blah, and I and I go, and then they went, to, <laughs> no, uh, no, and I, then they went. To, <laughs> no, I remember when we got to the Council of Elrond oh. chapter, you would read, and we, you, I think, had Elrond. 
And oh, you were, you were so going long. and you're like, the ring cannot be destroyed. And you're going about all the lore and all the, you know, the, the beginning. How the ring came to yeah, be. And, and as you're reading, you're going, and Sauron would take up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sauron would take up. And it was so <laughs> funny. And I remember I would cry laughing because it sounded like Elrond was getting tired of his own speech. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> And you, you, and he forged the ring into mortar, where its powers lie deep and dark within. And the orcs in his fortress was, oh my god! And then the, <laughs> you would continue. It's so funny. Oh, oh yeah. And so, we did. We read all the books like that. All of them. All of them. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Wait, 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 wait! I have to go into the 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 songs. Because the, the Lord of oh, the Rings yes. has songs, and it's like you know the <laughs> the songs that you hear, uh-huh. and the road goes ever, ever on, on and on. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when these songs would come up, it'd be something that you know you don't you don't hear in the Lord of the Rings, but they had songs, and we had like this church. We tune. had the same tempo. We had like the same tempo. Like let's just say if it's like. Um, row, row, row your boat. We would sing like the Shire is the place for our little feet. Down the mountain they will go to. We will blah blah blah. Like we would take the same tune and apply it because to- Tolkien didn't leave any like notes. Like there was no like chords on how this song was sung. So you, it's up to your imagination. Like the elves have two pages of a song and you're like, uh. So we would be like. Uh, the lament for Gandalf was, you know, row, row, row your boat, basically. Yeah, it was <laughs> some, like, church a, tune. We didn't have a guide. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And we would laugh, too, because that was funny to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was, whew. Like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard because, like, I haven't talked about this in ages. And But Lord of the Rings is our favorite to date because that inspired me to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. The contest encouraged me to follow my dreams, to not give up. Um, we learned so much about filmmaking thanks to the extended edition behind the scenes, which are about two hours, three hours long of nonstop B-roll of information. Because like even now when you open a DVD, like, we are behind the scenes. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, this you're, isn't behind the like scenes. You're like literally showing a camera and someone's like, yeah, it was great playing this character. And you're like, great. Like, the Lord of the Rings was literally, like, how we made Shelob from scratch. W- what spiders did we study to m- decide why— What sound effects was she going to be? The concept artist, right. the location scouting. Like, we did not know that information until we watched the Lord of the Rings. Or the nightmares that happened or the, the how you would have to reset to redo, like, yeah. the lava yeah. that they did was bizarre. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched some of them, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And to do the CG, they had— more power needed. I can't quite explain it, but something like to the fact of the computers wouldn't work fast enough to yeah, render. Yeah, because back then they, they w- had more rendering power than NASA yeah. to get the Return of the King to be done on time mm-hmm. with as many graphics back then because as Because they needed. didn't have computers like we have now. They had still one core processor. Yeah. And they had to do, I think they said like, there was some like absurd a hundred over a hundred thousand frames of CG in like one battle scene, and I was like, "Holy Toledo!" <laughs> and there's only a group of maybe like four or five of them working at a time, and it, it's just so inspiring to watch that team and 
that I believe is the attitude that we've taken today with how we treat our crew, with how we want to keep it very, um, you know, close to home, very mm-hmm. organic. Because um, sometimes when you get too many people working, it's too many cooks in the kitchen, you lose that heartbeat. And we've seen that in some, you know, new movies uh, that come out and you're like, oh, that just, just didn't seem like it was from the heart. Um, so Peter Jackson is a major hero in our hearts. And yeah. it was a, such a big fandom for us. So thanks, Peter, mm-hmm. yes. for inspiring this one and taking me on the journey of the Hollywood show. Yes. Yes, and taking you to New Zealand. Excuse you. Yes. (laughs) Excuse you. Do you remember the flight to New Zealand? How we couldn't sleep a wink because we were so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I remember also that we got really bad turbulence and mom started freaking out. Uh Uh-huh. You remember that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like totally, like the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. But then we have to do another episode where we talk about the Hobbit parody and the Lord of the Rings parody. Um, those were a dream come true to work on, especially the Lord of the Rings parody, because that's when we actually had a nice camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice oh my gosh, camera. Yeah. We had better sets. The Hobbit was the Hobbit was the Hobbit. We can go into that. <laughs> uh, but to to do something so close to home meant a lot to us, and that's why the Lord of the Rings parody is a little bit more emotional than yeah. our other parodies, because it's a little bit more special. Lord in of our the Rings eyes. is is deep. So, yeah, guys, leave some comments, too. We want to hear from you. What were some of your favorite fandoms, not only from childhood, but where you've landed now? And let's see how those two correlate. I'm, I mean, lo- lo- The Lion King and The Lord of the Rings. Not la, 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 la. Lion la, 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 la. King. Maybe we just la, la, like Lord of the, the, the Rings. We have a call, I believe. All right. We're going to go straight to the phone lines. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Who is this? This is Dwight. How are you? <gasps> Who is this? This is Hilly. Hi. How are and you, this is Dwight? Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it's both of you guys. How wonderful is that? Oh, it's good to have you for our listeners and for our viewers. This is Dwight, and he played an original Jack Sparrow in one of uh, the Hillywood Show's episode. Uh, he was the one who got shot, sadly, by a Terminator. And he was also an extra in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so Dwight, on our uh, podcast today, we're discussing favorite fandoms. Can you talk a little bit about how you found Hillywood through, I guess, the Pirates of the Caribbean fandom? Is that correct? Uh, you know what? I guess it was through MySpace back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think we discovered him through MySpace. Did we find you or you found us first? You found me and contacted me and asked me to come do your show, which Aww. I was very proud to do. <laughs> and uh, apologies for that day. It was very hot mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. I just remember seeing. It was see- very hot, but it was a wonderful day as well. Aww. I just remember seeing a little, like your bandana slowly get darker and darker <laughs> with sweat the, as the day went on. The bandana was- got darker with sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of perspiration, not too bad. <laughs> so, Dwight, let me ask you because you yeah. are, or um, you were into the Jack Sparrow fandom. Like, let's talk about why you were into that fandom. What got you into portraying Johnny Depp in your own personal life as well? Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, just kind of fell into it. I did a party one time for Halloween and fell into doing Jack Sparrow, and it just kind of fell into doing that. 
met you guys and the ball kept rolling. Oh, and what, what, um, were you a big Disney fan before Pirates of the Caribbean came out or was this something that you saw in theaters and were like, holy crap, I love this movie? Yeah, pretty much. I saw that, and I thought the character was really great. And uh, I could pull that off, so I tried it and just did it and ran with it and had the best time doing it. Oh, that's Met so the best cool! People and friends, I tell you, I doing the Jack Sparrow character and all that. I have met some of the best people I've had in my life. Yeah, the fandom from the Pirates of the Caribbean and even the fandom from Johnny Depp are very like close. They have a close knit. Um, family you know yeah usually anyone like i know you know jance and jance knows ronnie and ronnie knows like everybody i feel like everybody knows everybody in Mm -hmm. that system everybody (laughs) within that fandom has stayed very very close i think that's some of the oldest you know friends that we have and you guys still get together and you're enjoying your pirate life yo ho oh always do yeah (laughs) i mean i do the whole reenactor thing Doing the Jack Sparrow thing kind of dropped me into being in a whole pirate reenacting community, which is great. That is so cool. That is awesome. Well, thank you, Dwight, for calling in and telling us a little bit about your fandom stories and also for oh, partaking partaking in Hillywood. Yeah. I look forward to to seeing more of you, Hillywood stuff. Uh, Well, thank you. We hope to see you soon, Dwight. We love you very much. We love you guys. God bless you all, too. Thank you. You too. too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. If you guys like the chance to call in on our next episode, join patreon.com slash Hollywood. Once you join, you get automatic access to the number here at the radio station so that we can call and talk to you guys. It'd be a lot of fun. So with that, I just remembered that we before we end this podcast, Podcast, excuse me. <laughs> I have to get a drink of water. <laughs> we should uh, have some water yeah. here. <laughs> we never we do. Like a whole 45 minutes not drinking anything. <laughs> I know. I forgot about the obsession with Veggie Tales. That was a huge thing. Oh, I don't know yeah. why it came to me. Oh, my goodness. I think it's because I was, you know, thinking about what were big turning points in our life. And Veggie Tales really got us hyped on lip syncing. Veggie Tales and another huge fandom mm-hmm. for me. And it was like Caleb, who's one of our crew members, was the land before time. <gasps> and we had the dinosaurs, yes. like all the toys yes, of yes. dinosaurs. That was like a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. But we've been pretty particular. Like we've never just been like, oh, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, the dinosaurs, Batman. Lion King, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the it Rings. Hasn't very, Lord been very of the much. Rings trumps them all. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Of I'm course. So, and I'm sorry because I know Shun is a huge Star Wars fan. Sorry, Shun. <laughs> and I just, sorry to the rest I of you. I feel like I'm make, breaking his heart every time I just keep saying it's the best, but it is. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> he's like, it is not the best. He's like, <laughs> he's like a Jedi mind trick on me. <laughs> it is not the best. Um, oh, we have, I think, another call Yay. before we uh, have to end this podcast. Yes. All right. Let's I'm excited see. to talk to the next person. This has been this really fun. fun. Yeah. I, I love like talking about I like about, reflecting yes. on the Lord of the Rings. Gosh, that's crazy. We Some really have to show our viewers the actual film somehow. I don't know how we can do it, but I think it's pretty really hilarious. Yeah. All right. Caller, are you there? Hello. I am. Hello, Hello, Caller. This is Hilly and Hannah. Hi. Hi. Who is this? I had a, this is Steve. From Utah. <gasps> Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> How are you? We're great. How are you doing? We're, I'm doing awesome. 
Good. So my question, my question for you was, at what point does a fandom turn into a parody? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> at what point it's called the Hollywood show? <laughs> uh, I think that's what caused us to do parodies is because we were such big fans. It goes down to we can't get enough of this fandom, so let's just pretend we're the characters and let's put on this otherworldly, you know, place of events and a tongue-in-cheek take on something that fans have never seen before from this universe. And, I mean, that's what we still have been doing till this day. We enjoy something so much that we want to do now a tribute or a parody to it. Um, but, of course, Hollywood style. But Because <laughs> when we were younger, Steve, all we would do if we were obsessed with, let's just say, The Wizard of Oz, we would just recreate The Wizard of Oz. Like, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be a parody. It wouldn't be a spinoff. It was like, let's just recreate it in my parents' living room and pretend we're the characters uh, with a yellow sheet on the floor. Like, it was horrible. For the yellow brick road. <laughs> horrible, horrible. And, you know, that's what's helped us establish who The Hollywood Show is today is, you know, these influences and magical worlds that we can bottle up and package into a little Hollywood present. Uh, that's, where we, that's where we live. That's where our happy place is. That's awesome. We love everything you do. Thank Aww. you very much for what you guys do. Thank oh, you, Steve, you for calling too. in, and thanks for supporting us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And with that lovely last call, we will end this podcast here, because if not, we will keep talking about I know, the Lord of the we'll Rings. Keep going we'll on just about keep Lord going the about the score, about the special effects, how they were better than they are even now on you know, movies today. We know it so much to the fact I could easily tell Hilly, like, do the Edoras theme, do the Lothlorien theme, do the Shire theme, and we can mm -hmm. go into the music immediately. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. 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 What is that from? Immediately. Immediately. All girls do the auditorium immediately. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Parent, parent Trap? No. Shoot. Oh, I'm going to leave that with Hilly, and it's going to no. drive her nuts all day. No, because you can't leave it with the viewers. It's not fair. Immediately, all parents, and they're screaming in the yes. rain? That yeah, sounds oh, like Parent uh, Trap. Uh -huh. It's not the rain. They're screaming. It's, it's close. I don't know. Oh, come on, Hilly. It's gone. It's gone. I don't even feel like trying. It's gone. That is the ugliest skirt I've ever seen. Is it Mean Girls? Yes. No, that's not what I was talking about. I oh. have another immediately. I have another one that goes like immediately, immediately. And like they repeat it. I don't know. I don't know. You guys help me out with that one. I'm quoting some weird cartoon or movie. Oh, my gosh. Just like Hilly. the ready, ready, Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry. This is like sister time. We're going off okay. into something else. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Beyond Hillywood. Bye. Is this the end of Hillywood? Will Hilly and Hannah survive? Tune in next time to hear another episode of. Um, you're doing it again. Oh, sorry. Beyond Hillywood is listener supported. Join patreon.com slash Hillywood to contribute to help Hillywood live on.